Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Come on, somebody give the Lord a big hand. You can add a shout to it. A loud shout to it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, are you ready for no dry season? Glory to God. Before we start, please take your seat for one minute. Take your seat for one minute. Before we go on, um, David's army just finished their camp this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they have a small... Okay, they are just coming in with all their luggage. Let's clap for them. Let's clap for them. <laughs> Praise God. Awesome. 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 Praise God. This is how we all looked when we started DCC. That's why that's what you need to understand. Pastor Jethro was like this when we started DCC. In case you don't know, Pastor Jethro is a resident pastor. Stand up. Come on stage. Come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. He looked like one of these teenagers. So, teenagers, this is your prophecy. Do you understand? <laughs> it looked like this. You were in what class when you started coming to DCC? SS1. So, he was in SS1 when he started coming to DCC. And today he's, uh, he's the resident pastor. He's happily married with three children. <laughs> Praise God. So, they came like this. So, this is why we like to invest in this as they as we sow into this it becomes this do you understand <laughs> hallelujah praise god so it's amazing um they, of course it's not all of them but some of them uh, they just finished their camp this week and they have a small recap for us dj are you guys ready all right <laughs> Praise God. Amen, amen. It's beautiful what God can do when we make ourselves available. So it was wonderful seeing all those teenagers being impacted by God. And that is what the kingdom is about. That is what the gospel is about. And I, I usually like that stage of life because they've not started, you know, begging God for things every day at this stage. Here they want to know God for him. <laughs> not this... Our old believers, what they are looking for every day, God, do we want him? Just I'm tired of, of all those things. Praise God. Hey, hallelujah. Mm. Okay, so no dry season. How many of you are here on Wednesday? Hallelujah. Praise God. How many are wearing their garment of favor already? Glory to God. Please, you don't want to miss any Wednesday this month. All right, we're talking about favor all through the Wednesdays of this month, and I'm going to be ministering to people all through the Wednesdays. We started with last Wednesday. This Wednesday, again, I'm going to minister to people. Like I said, there are different stages of it. We're talking about favor. Praise God. You don't want to miss it. At some point in the Wednesday service, I'm going to minister to those trusting God to get married. I'm going to minister to those that are in business, those that are in career. So it's throughout the month, all the Wednesdays. Don't miss it, and I'm going to be here myself. So you don't want to miss it um, at all. Praise God. Okay, so no dry season. Um, I, I have to start by saying this, that um, you need to understand that there is actually a plan of God for you as a believer where you will live and not experience a dry season. That means you will perpetually live in a harvest. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You perpetually live in what? A harvest. That means, you know, because normal fruits or normal trees bear fruit seasonally. But what the Bible is saying is that when you are planted by the rivers of water, 
You will bear fruit in every season. You will bear fruit in every what? Season. That's what, that's what God is saying. Glory to God. So, um, I, I, I'm just trying to stir up your faith. I'm trying to stir up your faith in this time. So that you will get to the stage where you actually expect to bear fruit in every season. And I pray for someone here. That will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. I, 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 I need you to start to believe. Start to expect. Hallelujah. Because when, what, when you start to believe it, then you will start to what? Expect it. Glory to God. I prophesy over your life. You will bear fruit in every season. No, that amen is not born again. I said you, you will bear fruit in every season. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Glory to God. The thing I have to cover is a lot, so we're going to move as fast as possible. I'm going to go straight to... Okay, let's start from verse, from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. So we're going to read it together. Are we ready? One, two, go. No, read the whole, the whole psalm. Go ahead, guys. So if you go to verse 3, but if you see from verse 1, they were talking about what we should not listen to. So if you follow from verse 1, they were saying, hey, don't pay attention to what's going on. I, I, I watched the news yesterday. I, I, I really don't watch the news, but once in a while, I just stumble on it, or I just say, hey, let me find out what they're saying. And they've never said any great thing. Never. I said, if this is what people are feeding on, no wonder too many people are demoralized. And God has been trying to show us as Christians, it's not the outside that controls the inside. It is the inside that controls the outside. So what you allow get inside you matters. I, I, I wish people can understand this. Because this no dry season I'm going to teach you, I give you 100% guarantee. If you can apply the things we're going to teach in this week, I'm giving you 100% guarantee. If you can apply it, you are going to enjoy a no-dry season. You're going to enjoy that realm where there is no scarcity. I'm telling you for sure, for sure, for sure. Because many of us have proven it. Are you here, somebody? Many of us have proven it. It is real. I don't know how broke you are now. And see, when I'm talking about no-dry season, it's not only money. Okay? It's never only money. Prosperity with the things of God is never only money. It's only the worldly people that see prosperity as only cash. So that's why no matter how you make your money, people still worship you in this world. You see, that's not kingdom. In the kingdom, we're not just about money. There's a whole lot going on beyond just the money. The money is only one side of it. Somebody get what I'm saying? So please don't be like these people of this world. In this world, once you are spraying money, you're carrying money, everybody just starts singing your praise. Nobody cares to know who you are. What are you doing? Nobody cares. We worship money here. Hey, hey, you even see Christians just join. Do you know this person? Do you know what are you celebrating? What are you? You don't even know him. You don't know that he accused somebody to get this money. You just worship it. Okay? So, um, with God, it's, it's all around. So, when I mean no dry season, even if it's, you get to a, a, a stage in your life where everything produces at the right time. That's what they mean. You, you, are, you are not dealing with scarcity, you are not dealing with a situation because you are the tree. When they say you bear fruit in every season, you are the tree. Is somebody get what I'm saying? And you are going to have to bear different fruits. It's not, you don't need all the fruits all the season. Is somebody get what I'm saying? 
However, you need a particular fruit in every season. So what, what do I mean? There's a season when you are, you are supposed to go to school. There's a season when you're supposed to get admission. There's a season when you're supposed to um, 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 you know, get, get married. There's a season you're supposed to have children. There's a season you're supposed to get a job. There's a season you're supposed to get a house. Is it, so there are seasons of your life like that. Life is in seasons. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Okay. So they started with the things you should not hear. Don't be like, um, um, uh, don't walk in the castle of the ungodly. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of comfort. Because their story is not your story. Their, their pattern is not your pattern. Their experience is not your experience. Are you here, somebody? So if you need to de-associate de- yourself with what is going on in Nigeria or even the world. Because th- these issues are not only in Nigeria. In the world, too, they go through a lot of issues. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Many, I, I, I encounter many people that even live abroad. That live, you know... Back to back, they are in hustle mode. They are always trying to cover bills, pay bills. So they don't even have time. See, any prosperity that doesn't, you, that doesn't allow you to have time for other important things in your life, that prosperity is not a godly prosperity. That's why the Bible differentiates in Joshua 1 that there's something called good success. Good success means there is bad success. So any kind of success prosperity that, oh, I don't have time for God. Because see... Building your spiritual life and your soul is more important than wearing clothes and living in a big house. There are people that live in a big house with fine clothes, but their soul is, is hungry. Their souls are poor. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, not having time for your family, not having time you know, for your kids, not having time for your, your wife or husband, it, that's not prosperity. You must reject that. It, and that's what the world tries to make us think, that you must walk and walk and walk and walk and die. You need to ask yourself, why are you even walking? You must always, if you don't ask yourself, you're just walking, walking. What do you want to do? Say, I want to build more, get on that branch. So, when you get that branch, what will you do? I'll get on that branch. Hey, then what will happen? You see, people are not thinking. That's why sometimes, I don't envy, <laughs> I don't envy the, the, these guys that have multiple, I, I don't envy them. I don't, um, I, I don't see how that is a blessing. Of course, I know some people are gifted and graced to do that. That's fine. But I'm saying, for me, it's not a, it's not a pursuit. I want to have 30 businesses. Why? That's the question. Why? Except my dream is to employ people. Well, that's fine. But if it's that, I want to be richer. <laughs> Those guys up there, there's a level of money you get. Getting more is not going to change your life. It's not going to change anything. In fact, there's a level of life you get to getting a new business. See, it's only 24 hours you will have in this life. Anytime you want to start a new project, they're not going to say, ah, you're starting a new business, Abby. How many hours will you give? I'm going to find them two extra hours. Is that what's going to happen? Is you're going to borrow time from something else that is going on in your life. And you reach a stage where there's, no, there's nothing you can borrow except from borrowing from family time or borrowing from God time to worship the same money that you already have. Somebody gets what I'm saying. And this is how a lot of people are living. I, I don't know if I've mentioned, after, I must have said it here, seven out of the nine richest men in the world are divorced. Seven out of nine richest men. The top ten, but the, I think number ten is a woman, so that's why I'm using nine. So the top, top nine richest men in this world, seven are divorced. Is that good success? That's what I'm telling you. Well, see, everybody wants to get this money. Money doesn't solve all problems of life. I would rather keep my marriage than be in the top ten. Somebody get what I'm saying? So, I, 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 the reason why those things, there's a, there's a correlation between um, this pursuit of wealth and other and balance. There's a correlation. I'll, I'll give you all that statistics later. Even the top 10 richest men in Nigeria, go and study. <laughs> of course, you know your richest man too is the first. There's a correlation. Because once you start chasing those things, you are going to borrow from 24 hours. You are going to borrow. You want to start a new business, it's from 24 hours you borrow it. So what you actually need is the blessing of the Lord. Because the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And there will be no regrets inside. That's what you need. I don't need 10 billion to be happy. I don't need 10 billion to be happy. So be careful of this pursuit, pursuit of, of play. I want to have 30 businesses. Great. Do you know, sir, that it's still from the 24 hours you will service these 30 businesses? It means something is going to suffer. 
It might be your health. In some cases, it's health. It might not be the wife. It might not be the children. It might be the health that suffers. But you are taking time from something. That's what I'm telling you. You are going to pay. And that's what Satan does. He always will charge you something you can't afford. But he won't tell you at the beginning. It's only the blessing of God that comes without sorrow. The blessing of this world comes with sorrow. Hmm. So they said, um, don't listen to the things of the world. Don't, your experience is not their experience. Say so instead, your delight should be in the word of the Lord. And inside it, you should meditate what? Day and night. Then verse 3. He said, and this guy shall be like what? A tree. So remember, we are the tree. We are always, um, you know, compared or described as trees. In fact, in Psalm 92 that um, Kingsley used for the welcome, um, he mentioned, they, they mentioned it there that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Did you bring that? He said, the righteous shall flo- okay, good. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like what? You see that? In there. So you are a tree. Um, look, look at the next verse. Look at the next verse of this one. It said, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall do what? Flourish in the... Hey, when I have time, I'll talk about why. That's why it's important you belong to a church. There are some satanic ideology flying about that you don't need church. That is Christ you know. Is Christ you need. You don't need church. I don't, I don't even have to. I don't want to enter it. Those things, they touch. when people say things that sound smart but are actually stupid, it touches my my kidney. <laughs> it, it, it just gets to me. It just gets to me. Do you, do you think it was a group of people that came together and brought the idea of church? Do you think it was two or three pastors that said, let's have people and they started the idea? It was God himself, Christ himself, that started the concept of church. If church was not important, why would Christ set it up? And throughout scripture, it talks about how important it is that you must be planted. You must be involved. You, you don't forsake the assembly. So how do, you, how do you go against clear scriptures and tell me that, where is Christ? Christ is the body. We are the body of Christ. You can't say you love Christ and not love his church. How do you say this? And before you can even say a church is not important, you must first ask what is the purpose of the church. Before you can say, I don't need vitamins, you must ask what the purpose of the vitamins. You can't say you don't need something you don't know. I don't even get what I'm saying. So when you find out what the purpose of the church is, then you can know that no reasonable human being can say they don't need the church. When you know the purpose of the church. What is the purpose of a church? He said, go into all the world and make disciples of every nation. How do you make disciples? It's the church is the only system that makes disciples. And a church is not necessarily until it has name. Even if you say, I don't want the big one. Even if it's five people that meet every week, it's a church. Because somebody says, okay, I don't like to. I don't want to attend Redeem. I don't want to attend Winners. I don't love this with the half private jet. I don't attend this. this, this. <laughs> hey, church, you people don't use church. I distract my message today. Okay, so start your own fellowship now. Five of you. The moment five, wherever two or three are gathered, that's a church. It must not have name. But you see, if three of you start gathering and you are really getting blessed, <laughs> as in three of you are coming and the Spirit of God is really moving, you know what's going to happen? People will start to come. You're a church. You see the stupidity of saying there's no church. We must fellowship with other brethren. It's only iron that sharpens iron. All this wisdom of God is through our scripture. There's no way you sharpen yourself. Everything that must be sharpened must sharpen against something else. This is, you, you, you can't understand what the church is for and say there's no need for church. That means you don't know what church is for. You think it's a social meeting. If you understand what it's for, so, if what time that two or three of you start gathering, one of the purposes of church is reaching out. You see? So this is why I say, if you say, if you say, everybody just have your God, if I just have my God, I don't need to reach anybody. And if I say, okay, I'll reach somebody. When I reach somebody, when the person gets saved, what happens? I'll leave him to be having his God. He doesn't know anything about scripture. Where do I bring him back to? Church. That's where he will learn and see other believers worshiping. I've never seen a sacred cult that you join and you go on your own. It's in the heart. Taliban is in the heart. 
be going. <laughs> Boko Haram is in the heart. So we don't care. Don't join any group. Never seen it anywhere. It's only Christians that say such rubbish that I just know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. If you know Jesus, you know that his heart beats the church. In Revelation, Pastor Jethro has been doing that on his Instagram. I've watched all the, all the ones. In Revelation, he, he was writing letters to the church. He was speaking specifically to them. He knew what was going on there in each church. Don't let me use church to distract today's message. And this time, people should slow that clock down. Because I've never even started my message at all. He said, those that be planted, trees must be planted. Trees can't float. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall do what? Flourish in the course of our... Next verse. They shall do what? Give me the NLT, the one he used. If you can give me NLT, that's what he used. DJ, first now. He said, even in old age, they will still what? Produce fruits. They will remain what? Vital and green. So we are always referred to as trees. So go back to Psalm, where we're reading. And, and, I, and I speak this prophecy for everybody here. That you, in old age, you will still remain vital. Yeah. And you will still remain green. This means you will still be bearing fruit in your old age. And that's what the promise of God is. That's why I say there's no dry season. That means that every season of your life, you're producing fruit. So you will flourish like a palm tree. Produce fruits. Okay. Verse 3. Say, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in, in, in a season. He said, his leaves shall never wither. Most of the trees, their leaves wither. But this one, he says, his leaves shall never wither. And whatever he doeth shall what? So it's possible to go to live a life where season after season you are producing. Trust me, guys, it's very possible. Season after season you are producing. And how do we do that? It starts with the state of your emotions and the state of your mind. Even though this series is going to focus a bit on on financial prosperity, but like I said, it's never only about that. You cannot live that evergreen life without first walking on your inside. Listen, there's a realm where you live, where the seasons of the earth doesn't affect your own seasons. Is somebody get what I'm saying? That's the realm he's talking about. He said you, you will look like a tree planted by the rivers. Not that you are planted by the river. See, you just look like that. You look like somebody that has a, a, an unending source of supply. That's what they're saying. Not that this tree is not planted by river. They say it looks like. It looks like. It has a supernatural source that doesn't allow the natural seasons of life affect his own season. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. You see, when there was COVID season, many people's businesses went down. But they're saying you are planted by the rivers of water. So even though it's a down season for many businesses, they say it's to be a good season for you. That's what they're saying here. And it's possible, guys. I beg you to open your heart today. It's very possible. And we're going to go through this journey all through this month. The first thing starts from the inside. It starts from the inside. That's why in third John 2, he said, I wish above all things that you what? Prosper. And be in health, even as your soul prospers. They are saying, look, the word evil means equally as. So right now, the seasons of life or how much results or fruits you are bearing is directly tied to the prosperity of your soul. That's what, see, if you prosper inside, you will prosper outside. The outside is not fighting you. The outside is, is, is easy. The outside obeys command, but the command comes from the inside. If you don't like the results you are getting outside, don't fight the outside. Focus on the inside. There's something going on inside that is affecting the outside. That's all they are saying. And whenever you see scripture mentioned, see what it said here, I wish above all things that you prosper and be what? In health. Listen, listen carefully. This will help you. This scripture is not only talking about prosperity of finance and physical health. When they mention things like this, they mean and any other thing. 
So this includes, you can put marriage, you can put academics, you can put anything. They're just simply saying the results of your outward life is commensurate with the results of your inward life. They're saying this prosperity of your outside life, and outside life includes everything, academics, uh, marriage, uh, children, anything. He said it's tied to the prosperity of your inward life. So don't limit it to these two things they mentioned. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It starts from the inside. So hey, if you want to enjoy season after season, oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. I'm praying for you here today. You will start to enjoy a continuous season of favor. You will enjoy a continuous season of bearing fruits. In the name of Jesus. There will be no dry season anymore in your life. There will be no season of your life that you will appear and have no fruits in your hand. That amen is not born again. I'm telling you, you will never appear anywhere and everybody is producing fruit in a certain area and you get there and you are giving explanation. That will never be your story. I said that will never be your story. And if it was so before, it is changing this month. I said it is changing this month. Please, I need your heart to be excited. It's from the inside out. What's going on inside you? And let me, let me mention, if you're dealing with tough financial times, I'm going to mention about 10 or 12 things that could be going on inside you that you need to adjust, and I'll show you how to adjust it. One of the things people that are going through difficult times financially are, is what's going on inside them. Number one is fear. Fear. The issues are either emotional or mental. So they are all internal. They are all invisible. Naira and dollars have no grudge with you. Is somebody getting? It's all inside. So number one is fear. Are you dealing with fear? Fear of the unknown. Fear to take steps. Fear that that nothing good can come out of it. Fear. Number two is greed. You, 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 You want to amass Every time, you see, usually fear breeds greed, so they are, they are very similar. Fear breeds greed. The reason why people are greedy is fear that it won't be enough, it's fear that it will finish. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Oh, the kind of money people are still in Nigeria is not that's not uh, hunger, that's greed that is born out of fear. They want to have so much money that they are great, great, great. First, it starts with them wanting enough money that they can never be poor again. You see, these are poor people in their minds already. So they want to be so they want to steal so much that I'll never be poor again. Then when they steal to that point, what they don't realize about greed and fear is that it's a slippery slope, it never stops. So once they take on the decision, okay, I can never be poor now. That's okay. Next goal, I want now for my great children and grandchildren never to be poor again. Then they do that one. Then the fear is still there. It's okay. Now I want to make sure that our name is never erased. That will be continuously rich for. So they start stealing for generations that have not come. Generations that don't even know if they will have. Because scripturally, the end of these people are never good. Except, of course, those kids find Christ. Those of you that are old enough, there were many people that are multi-millionaires when we were young. Today, you can't even trace their kids. So fear, greed. On that one is shame. You're always ashamed. This one, you're, you're, always, you're always bothered about what people think. You're always bothered about what people think. What are they saying about me? You know, low self-esteem. You know, you're you are, you are, you are, you are, you are buying things that you don't need to impress people that you don't know. So you're ashamed to wear what you have. If you're here, you're always borrowing clothes. <laughs> it's a pathway to poverty. I'm not talking about that you need to go for a job interview. I can forgive you for that one. But everyday life, you're always borrowing clothes to look like somebody you are not. These are, these are things that keep people poor. I'll get, to, I'll get to it as we go on. On that one is impatience. That means a lack of patience. Do you know you can make almost any amount of money you want to make if you have patience. 
The problem is I want to make it quick. That's what's killing African Nigerian youths. So they will see somebody with private jets, somebody with billions, and they want to get there today. You don't know how that many years that person took to get there. You don't know how, what that person even did to get there. People don't care again how people make money. It's so irritating. Just clap for any criminal you see. This is what Nigerians do. We don't even care. We don't even care again. Now, I can understand the people of the world doing it, but if you're a believer, that can't be your stand. Just somebody you don't know from anywhere, just flaunting wealth, carrying Rolls Royce, carrying limousine, this one, and we just start clapping. What, are you, what do you know? What do you know is going on? What if, it's, if, if somebody in your village that they sacrificed to, to get that? You don't even know. You're already clapping. It's only with time. We now say, okay, when they are arrested, they are this, they are that, then we now start seeing. But everybody was clapping. What are you clapping about? What are you clapping about? We can't, we can't clap for fraudsters. Anybody, you can't trace what they are doing. Not that they register business. Anybody can register business. Though. I mean, if you are going to be a billionaire, eh? what you are selling was you seen it. It can't be something visible. Billionaire. It's something we can trace. So let's be calm. Just say, does everybody, everybody, everybody no, every, no criminal will come and say, I'm a criminal now. They will claim they will rest one business, they have one business. If we can't see the thing, just calm down. Just be, I'm just watching you from a distance. Some of those movies we watch in Living in Bondage and all those videos where they do rituals, some people think it's a joke. When you hear cops for me, you think it's a joke. But thank God today in social media, there are many videos of people buffing in streams. and do, People are doing sacrifices, people are doing occultic things to get money. Isn't that it? <laughs> Hey, God. Do you know there are people that marry to sacrifice the women? They've married three times now. All their wives are, are dead. Mysterious circumstances. Because that's what that's the covenant they have. They will marry and sacrifice the woman. Some people, they marry, they never have children. That's the covenant they have. So, what I'm saying is that when you just see people with money, calm down. You, you a Christian, can't be worshipping greed. You can't. You can't be worshipping anything you see. Praise God. All right. So lack of patience is what's killing many people. Do you know, let's say you are here and you, you, you've never had one million before. Do you know you can have one million in one year if you start saving small, small for it and believing God and sowing towards it? If you can give yourself one year. If, you, if some of you here at your level is 10 million, you need to give yourself. But give yourself enough time. That lack of patience, it cuts off creativity. It makes you, be, you know, start jumping into funny things. This is why they dupe many people. MMM came, people jump. What are you jumping into MMM for? And there are many of these things going on. Any business I can't see the value, I, I never interested. Say, so if you bring 10 million, we'll multiply it. Listen, nobody that is really multiplying money will come and call you. That's what you need to realize. Say, so we have this deal. We have this deal. We are making it. So why are you looking for me? <laughs> if I really make it, you, have, you remember me. Nobody really making money remembers you. If they're looking for you, it's your money they're they are, they are about to make. <laughs> your money is the target. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. But you see, greed never allows people to notice those things. They jump into anything. So lack of patience. You can save. Start saving now. Give yourself five years to reach that mark. The reason is that you give yourself five months to get to that point. So you're under pressure. This is why people are stealing, taking other people's money. It's greed, lack of patience. Give yourself a target that in one year I will achieve this amount. In 10 years. Give yourself 10. Do you know 10 years from now we still come, whether you plan or not? Yes, 10 years from now it will come. Whether you plan or not. So it's better to plan. Say, I'm going to save 10,000 every month. If, if that's your level, start from there. And the thing about money is that the more money you have, the more money you attract. You know why? Because when you start having money, something happens first inside you. Like I've told you, the issue is always inside. When you, when you are a bit more relaxed about money, more money just comes. When you are agitated, it's as if the more you are chasing it, the more it's running. It's a law of life. I, I, I'm, I'm always an animal person. I've always been chasing animals all my life. Fishing, hunting, um, animals. I love animals. And I used to try to catch birds. Love to catch birds. And I discovered that those birds, they know that you are chasing them. They know you are setting trap for them. They even see you setting the trap sometimes. 
So it was always a tough thing. But I discovered that the moment I'm not even thinking about birds, they will come by themselves to your house and come and knock. See, never wake. We are here. <laughs> Just try not to be chasing them. You see that they will come in around. That's how money is. If you start with those small, small principles like saving, saving something small every day, you'll find out that by one year, you have enough in your reserve to stop being in a hustle mode. Once you are relaxed like that, creativity and opportunities will start opening. You start seeing life from a better perspective. So lack of patience kills many people. I want to get, there's no amount of money you can't save towards or plan towards if you give yourself enough time. The problem is that you want it quick. You want it now. So you run into trouble. And life is so long. See, enjoying life at 40, enjoying life at 50, all is enjoyment. Because that, enjoy, that enjoyment is still a moment. It's not going to... Last year enjoyment is not what you're carrying to this year. And you will still forget all. Whether it's at 40 or at 50. So why do you want to kill yourself at 40? Next point. Sense of priority. Many people don't have a sense of priority. So they don't focus on the more important things before the time. Most broke people have a very poor sense of priority. Want to buy things you have no business buying. Have you seen poor people eating? I'm telling you, I've seen broke people eating. You know, broke people that don't have money when they order food here. They have taste that nobody can meet. And they are broke. And they're even asking you for money. But the order, the thing they order. Say, no, 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 I don't eat that side of chicken. I'm probably too broke. Anything you see, you eat it. Say, no, 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 I can't eat egg. I can't eat rice and egg. As who? How many poultry do you have? Is somebody get what I'm saying? Lack of sense of priority. It's like, no, 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 no. I can't eat one egg. <laughs> because you lay how many? I've heard these things. Nah, no, no, no. I can't eat one egg now. Nah, uh-uh. Now, brother, if you have really been broke, you can eat half egg. Lack of priority. And you know, the amazing thing is that many of these young people, when they see some people like us, they think we just landed here. No, there were times in my, in my house when we used to buy bone. We used to go and buy bone. I didn't even know they used to sell bone in the market then. It was my cousin that took us. That in the market is where they sell bone, not meat, bone. She took me and we bought bone. And used to make sure, and, I, and we're, that was what we're using week after week, we're buying bone every week. So one day I told her, This bone, self. If, 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 there's nothing inside. So why are we buying it? She said, Oh, that's what they used to get the stock to make the stew. That is important. I didn't know it was important. And we know we had a dog. People thought we were buying the bone for the dog. He didn't know that they were human dogs eating the bone, that even the real dog is not seeing the bone. <laughs> It's messy that brings a favor of that dog. Even because they are human dogs, eating the bone. So those are where we started. We didn't start from here. So I don't eat that side of chicken. I can't eat one egg. Or I can't even eat egg and rice. How can you eat egg and rice? If you don't have chicken, leave it. <laughs> Hunger will kill you. Because you are not yet serious. He said, eh, eh, I can't eat food without me too. <laughs> Says who? Which constitution or which scripture? You see, all these things are ideologies. Poor people are fighting something. Where does it say you, you can't eat food without me? Where does it say that in every food you eat there must be protein and there must be meat? Balanced diet doesn't mean it's today we must balance everything. <laughs> 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 we have the whole week to balance it. Let's start with carbohydrate today because we need strength. We'll eat egg later in the, in the week. <laughs> we need strength to go outside and catch the meat. Somebody get what I'm saying? So where, where do people get all these things from? That we must balance everything today. Balance diet, we must balance it today. No. No. And when they wrote those textbooks, it was all things being equal. Today, things are not equal. <laughs> so we'll be balancing it small, small. Balance the one we see now. Balance it to join. 
Uh-uh. <laughs> Where are you running to? Say, I can't eat any food without meat. Hunger has not caught you. <laughs> There were many times in our house that we ate without meat. Sometimes my wife cooked something, we don't even know what to call it in. And she's here, she can testify. Because she just gathered everything she could find. There was flour, she brought flowers, and that one used to bake. She brought it, added pepper, added different things. By the time we ate the thing, we could not define <laughs> what it was we were eating. <laughs> but it tasted good. They are looking for meat. Hunger has not reached you. <laughs> where, where am I? Sense of priority. Next one, peer pressure. Peer pressure or crowd mentality. Everybody's doing it. Guess what? You are not everybody. You are not everybody. Everybody's doing it. Next one is approval addiction. You want people to like you. These people, they can't say no. You know these people that can't say no? Somebody just wake up, cross your path, say, hey guy, find me 10K there. And you don't know how to tell them no. Because you, 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 you want them to continue to like you. My brother, if you are going to survive and be sustained in this world, one of the things you must learn how to say is without any sense of guilt. There are many people that if they say no, they won't sleep for three days. You see, if you are emotionally weak, you can't prosper in this life. This life is not for the weak. I'm not talking about being stingy. We must learn to be generous, but it must be with a clear, defined budget. You are not a bank. You see, some people, eh, God is working on them, and God is trying to teach them to trust. God is trying to teach them to tap into something they have, and they are going, they don't want to do that lesson. They are going about looking for who they will collect money from. And you yourself, it's not even convenient for you to give that money. But every time they ask you, you don't know how to say no. And have you realized the people that ask you for money, when you give them, very soon they will do what? They will come back. Because you are posing as the source of their life. You are posing as the source of their life. Whenever people are asking for money and people are asking for things a lot, I always pray. I always search my heart. The Lord, is this what you want me to do? Because I don't even see the money in my hand as my own in the first place. So I'm not in a position to even give or not give. I said, Lord, this is what I should do. And there are many times I don't feel anything. I said, no, sorry, I can't help you. There was somebody like that that is even in church that came. I said, oh, we need, they say you pack out. We need to clear rent. We need to. <laughs> See, some people, eh, if you listen to their story, it's you that will soon be packing out because you will give them your own rent. <laughs> then your landlord come and kick you out. You see, that's the system. You, 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 can't, you can't overhelp or else you too will need help. If somebody's down here and I want to pull them, if I'm not standing well, they will pull me down. It's easier for them to pull me down than for me to pull them up, especially if they are not willing to come up. See, let me give you the secret. Charity never changes people really in reality. Charity never changes people. Charity helps people that want to change. But in itself, charity has never changed anybody. Do you know many countries have been giving aid to Africa forever? Has Africa changed? Because the problem is it's not lack of money. It's in, the problem is in our thinking, our culture. So if you like, give us 10 billion. From the day you drop it in the bank, they will start stealing it. It won't reach down. So you are wasting your time by giving up because the system itself is wrong. Charity doesn't change. Just as Jessica said, you will have the poor with you always. So if they bring the money to you, they ask you, oh, come and give me money. Find out. Is this what I should invest in? One person, I was saying about the guy in church. He said, oh, they want to give us When he told me, very urgent. Pastor, pastor, you are the only one. You see, I've I've learned. I've learned. And that's why sometimes it's good for God to to also pass you through tough times so that you too will be strong. If you get everything cheaply, you'll be thinking that you'll be giving it out cheaply too. When you know how long God took to bring you to a place of understanding, you'll be a bit more careful about throwing out money. So the guy, urgent. I searched my heart. I didn't feel anything. I said, this is where God will sort you out. He called me a few days after. He was now thanking me for not giving him that money because he was able to devise better means to get money and to continue to get money. Sometimes we stop people from growing by helping them too quickly. You can't teach somebody into learning 
if you want to see somebody driving, is it in classroom you see them driving? After the classroom, they have to go out on the road. That's the only way to learn driving. When you overhelp people, you stop them from growing. Even your kids. Don't give them everything. You will kill their drive. They will become people that don't know anything. Mommy. You start to see grown men at 40. My mommy. Because <laughs> they didn't allow him to grow. Hallelujah. They didn't allow him to grow. I have to run. So approval addiction. You can't say no. Learn how to say no. Many people ask me for me every day. I've learned how to say no. I check my heart. No matter your story. I don't even care. Once you have started. If I, once people say they want to see me. Anything you can't tell me over phone that involves you seeing me. I already know there's issue. So I've pre- me too, as you are preparing to come and bring your story, me, I've also prepared my shield of faith. So as you are giving me your strong story, I'm blocking it. It doesn't matter your story. I'm serious. It doesn't matter your story. I would just ask, Lord, what should I do? Now, don't get me wrong. This doesn't mean I don't give people. I give. I give. I give in millions, actually. <laughs> there are people I give millions to. But you see, I search my heart. I must be clear that God wants me. Because I'm a steward of God's money. It's not even my money. I'm a steward. So there are people that tell me, okay, I give them millions. Oh. But I must be led. If I don't feel it in my heart, I don't involve myself in anything. Next one. Lack of contentment. You can't make it if you can't be content. You must be content with what you have. It's okay to have an old phone. Say, so, ah, I must have iPhone 12. Why? Why? Where do people get these things from? Poverty is, 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 I don't know. Lack of contentment. The Bible said, godliness with contentment is great gain. EJ, bring that up. Godliness with contentment is great gain. You must learn to be content. If it's one shirt you have, wear it. Wear it with pride instead of going to borrow to buy another shirt. Instead of going to start depositing 200 years for another shirt. You are weak emotionally when you do that. He said, but godliness with contentment is what? Great. These are things people don't teach again in churches. Nobody's content. If you have one shoe, wear it. I have worn one shoe many times. The shoe start losing shape. You know this kind of shoe? It loses shape both under and on top. It loses shape. The leather on top losing shape. The sole under losing shape. You have changed it so many times. I wore one trouser for seven years. As the major only trouser I had, though, I wore it both for special programs. On special programs, I wear it specially. <laughs> and on normal services, I wear it normally. It was the same trouser for seven years. I didn't even notice I was wearing it for seven years. I've showed this story many times. It was when we were doing seven years anniversary, just like we're doing 25 years anniversary now. We were doing seven years anniversary, and they said, let's bring picture of all the years. Somebody suggested it. That pastor, can we bring picture of all the years so that people can see all our years? I said, that's a great idea. So they began to bring picture. Year one, I wore the trouser. Year two, I wore the trouser. Year three, year four. To year seven that we're celebrating, guess what I was planning to wear on the anniversary? Same trouser. One trouser. That was my, and that trouser, I didn't buy it. They dashed me. It's my elder brother that wore it and dashed me. So I didn't even buy it. I inherited it. His brother dashed me trouser. Let's that it was so big when they gave me, because my elder brother gave me, so I had to adjust it on both sides. So the front pocket is not in the right <laughs> position. It has adjusted. Because we had to tack the size. I wore it for seven years. Seven years. I didn't even notice. That's what contentment does. You are not pressured by what other people have. What others are doing. See, they are all buying car. It doesn't matter. Drive that your own one car like that. Drive your Okada like that. Trek your trekking like that. Are you here, somebody? I've trekked in this Lagos. Trek well. With joy. Don't even notice. Some people see the way I travel around um, the country, even, even around the world to preach. Many times I even fly business class. They think that's where I started. No, there were times we used to go and preach in one village called Esauke. There's a school there in Oshun State or so. We used to go, there are times I've gone to preach where there's no toilet. Do you understand? There is no standing toilet in the community. So everybody uses bush. So all the students, all the community, they use bush. So I, they invited, I came as guest speaker. So even the guest speaker had to use. So, you see, so, but people don't hear this story. What they see is me in business class. They say, these pastors are enjoying. These people are just here for money. Come and join us. Come. You don't like money. Come. 
Bush. So, whenever I want to ease myself, whether number one or number two, protocol will take me to the bush. And I was there for days. I was there for days. Now, the sad thing was that it's a small community. And my picture was all over the... The community. Picture on the poster. So, whenever I was going to the bush, I'll meet other participants in the bush. Both male and female. There was no female section or male section of bush. All bush is unisex bush. It sounds funny. It wasn't funny then. So as we're going to the bush, you'll be meeting up and say, Pastor, good morning. Good morning. We are on the Lord walk here. We are working for the kingdom here. And I'm not a farmer or a hunter. So as I'm going to the bush, everybody knows. There's only one reason. The man of God is going to the bush. No joke, we'll be greeting people inside the bush. Good morning, hey, God bless you. We're all moving to the bush. People don't know this story, be content. You will still make it. It's impossible for you not to make it. You will still make it. Especially if you can apply the things I'm telling you, you will enter that season where you will enjoy no dry season continuously. You will enjoy back-to-back breakthroughs. Ah, maybe next week I will give you story because after one, after using the bush, one guy said, "Pastor, it's not befitting for you to be using the bush with all these people. Everybody seeing you. That I have one secret place that only big boys use. <laughs> See, there's no shortcut in life. There's no new road that people have not seen. Don't answer anybody. The guy convinced me. Said there's a special place for you because I used to go there regularly to preach. So this wasn't this all this. It was another time I came. Says you can't be taken to the bush. You have a special place. It's behind one school." Behind one primary school, you will stand on the fence. You see, these are stories people don't share that people say they want to be man of God. I claim it. You want to drive Jeep? Come and stay where we started. So the guy took me, says, Pressure for the privilege. These are big boys only that use this place. Me too, in my innocent life, I follow. Primary school. Now, number one, he said it's primary school. Number two, he said they're not in session, so it's not a problem. And the school was really so quiet, we thought they were not in session. I'll finish the story in second service. Let me. Let me. Number. Attend second service if you want to hear it. <laughs> uh, lack of character. Next one. Next one is being too self indulgent. You spend too much on yourself. And you know, we're in the selfie generation. Too much selfishness. Selfie generation. You are too wasteful. Any small money. Every time you make money, you spend everything you have. Too wasteful. Then you are hopeless. Hopelessness. All these things are eternal things. Hopelessness. This is why a lot of run away from Nigeria. They are hopeless. Listen, you can make money anywhere. It's, there are people making money in Nigeria. This is why the richest men in Nigeria have not left Nigeria. You think they don't know abroad is good, but they know it's more difficult to make it there. That's why they are they're all still here. <laughs> if, it was, if relocating was easy, the, the, the top richest people in Nigeria would be out. Even your government would all be out, but they are still here. You think they are mad by being here. And the white people are running to you. No, they too are running back here. Because they see the possibilities here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so, a wise man said, making money was easy. He said, but believing I can make money was hard. So, it's internal. The moment you can, believing it is what's hard. Making it is the easy part. Trust me, there's so much money in, in the world that you can prosper easily. It's believing that you can prosper that is hard. And that's why you have to deal with the poverty mentality. I don't have time. Let me try and round up. I have already exceeded my time, but let me try and round up. Uh, so how do I work on all these internal things? Simply by planting the seed of the word of God. Planting what? The seed of the word of God. So in summary, all this month, since we're talking about fruits, we're going to be talking about different seeds you must plant. The first seed is the seed of the word. You must plant the word of God. That's what takes care of all the internal troubles going on. All the low self-esteem, fear, hopelessness is the word of God that takes care of it. You plant the seed of the word. And that's what they said in Psalm 1. That he, verse 2 says, his delight to be in the word of the Lord and he will meditate therein day and night. Then verse 3, he will start to flourish. He will look like a tree.
planted by Jehovah. Joshua 1, 8 confirms the same thing. He said, this book of law shall depart my mouth. You may take day, day and night. He said, then you'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Um, um, Proverbs 4, 20 confirms it. He said, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Don't let them depart out of your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. He said, for they are life to those that find them. And what? Health. So what happened is that if you plant seeds of health, you will reap a harvest of fruit of health. If you plant seeds of prosperity, that's the word of God of prosperity, you will reap the outward harvest of what? Prosperity. That's all that happens. Luke 8, 11, is when Jesus gave the parable of the man that planted seed and some brought forth 60-fold, I mean 30-fold, 60-fold and 100-fold, he now gave them the formula for the parable. He said the seed is the word of God. Luke 8, 11. He said, the seed. He said, now the parable is this. The seed is what? The word of God. So, all through this month, we'll be talking about different seeds you must plant to reach that point where harvest after harvest, where you have continuous harvest, where you have no dry season. So, the first seed is the seed of what? The word of God. So, I want to challenge you as I close now. If you can commit to planting the seed of the word of God in your heart. You see, this is why you need church. This is why you need to listen to messages. Even after church, you must continue listening to messages and reading your Bible. If you don't like to read, hear it. Play audio. There's Bible in audio. If you don't even like anyone, listen to good teachings. It will start to stir up the appetite in you to study the Word of God. So, but any which way shall be putting the seed of the Word in your heart. When you plant seed, see, what, what, what makes somebody have no dry season is that they have a lot of seed. So every season, there's one seed producing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the first seed is the seed of the word. It brings supernatural supplies. Are you here, somebody? The seed is what? The word of God. So we're going to do something throughout this month to practice what we're doing. If you belong to groups in church or follow any of our church handles, we'll be giving one prosperity scripture every day till the end of this week. The agreement is this. You must memorize one each day. So anyone they release, they will release it early in the morning. To start from tomorrow. You must memorize it. Do you understand? Now, memorizing scripture is not really, um, it's not the end goal. It's just starting with you engaging that scripture. You can't usually meditate on something you've not memorized. Do you get it? So, See, if, if you are here, you want to really get results. Every, and remember, no dry season is not only about money. It's about everything. You want to always produce fruit at the right time. Trust me. Start, obey everything we share this month. You will see the results. So we're starting with memorizing what? One scripture every day. So if you don't follow us, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um, or belong to any of the church WhatsApp groups. If you're a married man, there's married men WhatsApp group. If you're a married woman, there's married women WhatsApp group. If you're a single man or woman, there's WhatsApp group. If you are even, it's complicated. You don't know where you are. There's WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, there's workforce WhatsApp. So they will share these scriptures in all these groups. Memorize them. Some of you might be called to even do a video of yourself memorizing that scripture without reading anything. So you must practice it. That's my husband and wife. Practice it. Memorize the scripture each day as it's released. And you will start seeing results already. Even before the end of this month. Have you been blessed this morning? Glory to God. And before we pray, before we pray, what's happening on Wednesday? Wednesday, we're continuing the favor series. You don't want to miss it, the favor factor. I'm going to be ministering to you on Wednesday. You don't want to miss it. Favor, one day of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. You don't want to miss Wednesday service, 6.30 p.m. We're talking about favor. Father, I thank you. For everyone under the sound of my voice, I pray that their hearts will be fertile ground. I pray that their hearts will hunger and thirst after the word of God. And Lord, I decree they too will enjoy that no dry season. Every scarcity and dryness is gone forever. In the name of Jesus, as they plant the seed of the word, they will get the fruit of prosperity. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davischristiancenter.com. 
www.victoriouspeople.org David's Christmas Center, home of victorious people.